Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation on trust. We hope you enjoy. And if you look at Galatians 5, like verse like 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, or another way to look at that, like, but the character of God is love and joy and peace and forbearance and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And so when I look at that list, right, if I'm trusting in God, then the probability of me having those qualities is going to be higher. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. If you go back a few verses, verse 19, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, uh, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. <laughs> so it's like, well, I believe that if, I, if I'm trusting in God, I can look at some passages like that and be like, which, which category am I fitting in right more? And I think that that can show me um, where my trust is more, because if I'm more in my flesh, chances are I'm, I'm trusting myself more than I'm trusting God. And if I'm trusting God more, chances are I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, more in line with his character because I'm being changed by being, being near to him, by being close to him. And I just believe that's how it works. I mean, if you look at what Jesus said um, in a passage like Matthew 1128. I love it. It says, he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden or weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Well, oftentimes we find ourselves even doing God's work, just running around exhausted and weary and burdened and anxious and tired and and we're giving in to acts of the flesh and we're you know you're looking at porn you're lusting you're you know all of these things right and we're hiding and we're pretending well we're not trusting god if that's the case yeah i mean yeah hey go ahead no go ahead so it's kind of it's highlighting that the people you trust the most are the ones you're okay with knowing your failures. So if if you're if you're wondering about that like so when Jesus says give me I will give you rest it's for like for me personally it's I know that he is he is aware of my personal failures and he still loves me and puts up with my crap. And so therefore I trust him more and then I can look at that so I know that that's true and how I've built that trust in him is because he's put strong Christian Christians around me um, who also know my failures and they still trust me. And yeah. that's what, that is one way to build trust. That's why a lot of guys uh, of you who are in the refuge sharing your stories, um, which are often like everybody's story has painful parts, but at sharing those those failures in our lives with other people, it you're giving people the opportunity um, to build or break your trust, and yeah. that's that is so. If you notice there, you have to give people um, the opportunity first, 
It's um, or you yes. can watch their actions, yeah. um, but it does take it does take a step of faith to build that trust. Um, and it's it's a it's a it is a cyclical thing of of growth of, of going up more trust and less trust. Like we're we're constantly um, building trust or breaking trust. And so yeah. just to, and here's the deal: like loneliness is a universal experience, and a lot of people will lament or complain about loneliness. But at the end of the day. So, so what, what that reveals, right, is we all want relational closeness. There's a longing yeah. in the human soul that needs to be close to, to another. But here's the deal, right? There's a caveat. In order to have that closeness, there has to be trust. And in order to have trust, there has to be vulnerability. That's kind of what I hear yep. you thinking. Yeah. yeah, and vulnerability is, is one of those, um, I guess, steps towards a deeper level of trust. To me, I, I see, I see in, in a, a way to build relationships, healthy relationships is again, you need to start with trust, but it's the appropriate trust. So what that means is like, the guys have heard this example from me. Um, I have a, a, a nine-year-old and I, I love her and trust her. I would not trust her to do brain surgery on me. That doesn't mean I don't love or trust my daughter. It means I'm giving appropriate trust to people. Now, that same brain surgeon who I would trust to do surgery on me, I wouldn't trust him with, um, I guess, my bank account number or um, a personal struggle that I'm having because I don't know him. So it's, it's about the appropriate level of trust. So when you're going through the refuge, you trust the guys that, you're, that you've shared things with, the guys that you're going through the ministry with. You trust them more than the guys that you go work with or the guys that are in a phase ahead or below you just because there's been more time for you to gauge how much I can trust this person with. And then we gauge that through accountability and vulnerability. So every time that's so every time guys don't like, I think there's a reason why guys hate accountability um, or hate experiencing it is because it is every single time an opportunity to build or break trust. And nobody wants to break someone's trust. So I will not hold someone accountable because I don't want to break that trust. Or I will hold them accountable to build trust. So every time you have an opportunity to hold someone accountable, you're building trust. Yeah. You're building someone's integrity. But you have to be vulnerable, that vulnerability thing. You have to be vulnerable enough to say, I need help with this. Um, this is a weakness I have. I'm really nervous about this. I'm really angry about this. Um, I've been hurt in my past. Well, and, so when, it's, and when we're saying vulnerability, what we're saying is putting ourselves in a position where we can be hurt. Like, yeah, like, and and I hate to say it, that sounds negative, but it, but really, v- vulnerability is I'm going to put myself out there, right? I'm going to reveal parts of me. I'm going to put myself in a position where I'm self-disclosing, where I'm I'm sharing, I'm I'm giving of myself in some way. Knowing that somebody yeah. does that against me. The thing is, we're wired for that. Like, like naturally, we want to give and receive. Um, but, but so many of us, we struggle with vulnerability because we've been hurt in the past. And so then we tell ourselves, yeah. things like, well, I'm never going to put myself in a position to be hurt like that. That's why I joke earlier about I'm a more distrustful person. I don't think that's healthy. I don't, I'm not celebrating that. I don't think that's good. I think that right. you know, people have probably let me down in the past and I've, 
I've, uh, I've built up a wall in some ways and that's not necessarily good and I'm working through it. So I wouldn't want somebody to hear that and be like, oh man, you know, I'm like that too. And that's great. Like, no, I mean, the only way to get that closeness you're after is to be vulnerable. And I guess my right. encouragement for guys in the refuge, when you talk about appropriate trust, it's like Jim always says, you know, like in order to build trust, you got to do trustworthy things. And so if yeah, you're going Jim Cofield, yeah, Jim Cofield, right? Okay. Yes. Jim Cofield. Um, if you're going through the ministry with other people, if, if you see people around you doing trustworthy things and you begin to trust them, maybe you start to share more with them. Right. Um, I'm not saying mm. you go around and share everything with everybody. That would be foolish. But, but you right. need, but if you want to be close and you want to grow, you can't do that alone. And so you're going yeah, well, to think, more. yeah. And if you think about a time where you saw someone be really vulnerable, I mean, how did you, like, I know whenever, when I experience that, when someone's been vulnerable with me, it's like, man, that person is incredibly brave. Cause I do think the more vulnerable we are with appropriate people, the closer we become with them. Yeah. And like, if you, if you think that like, oh, vulnerability is weakness, um, like speaking, speaking to men, uh, and I, and I hesitate to say, like, I think, but I think this will, I hope clarify things. The most vulnerable we will ever physically be is when we have sex. That is the most vulnerable we'll ever be. And the people that we do that with are the people we're closest with. So it's, it's one of those things. God created us to be vulnerable, to build trust. The second most vulnerable thing you can do is share a meal with somebody. That's the second most vulnerable, intimate thing you can do with someone is share a meal. It's why we have meals together at the refuge. It's why if you could do one thing to improve your family when, you're, when you complete the refuge is share a meal together consistently without screens because eating together is a level of vulnerability because we like God made us um, this way on purpose. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.